Hello, it's Harley for Window Nation, and our country is facing unprecedented challenges, and we want to do our part to help people protect their number one investment, their homes. Many homeowners need new windows, and we want to keep our Window Nation employees working. In order to provide immediate relief to homeowners in need of new windows, we will defer payments on your new windows for two full years. It doesn't matter if it's one window or an entire house. Pay nothing for 24 months. We are also temporarily reducing pricing up to 50% on all style windows, and we are now offering you the option of live virtual video content consultation or in-home estimates to keep you and your family safe. As a local company, Window Nation is approved as an essential business and we are here to help you. So invest in the safety and efficiency of your home and defer payments for 24 months. You don't even have to put a nickel down. Following our new stringent safety protocol, our professional design consultants can come to you or you can schedule a live virtual presentation and get exact pricing in less time than it takes to watch the news. So call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com today. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Another stinking week, live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody. On a Monday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, George H.W. Bush. Gone, but not forgotten. Say, I saw a lot. I didn't watch all of them. I fast-forwarded through a lot of them. I saw a lot of uh, various tributes to uh, George Bush Sr., but I'll tell you, 60 Minutes did a really good job with their episode last night. That was really good. I would agree. It was very enjoyable. The three presidents and then the uh, retrospective. It was just fantastic. At what point do I introduce my uh, my uh, unhappiness and anger about what's going to happen this week? <laughs> Too early? Or should I do it now? I'll, I, I'll tell uh, you what's going to wear me out. Uh-oh. I'll tell here you what's going to wear me out. Answering his own question, here he goes. How did we get here already? Do you remember during the McCain funeral not too long ago? Didn't matter how amazing a speech anybody gave. If any speaker that day oh made anything you could take as a veiled criticism of Donald Trump, right. it was the only thing that got media coverage. Correct. Look forward to that all this week long. Wow. No matter what anybody says about an amazingly complicated and full life, mm-hmm. if there's a veiled threat or, or criticism, or criticism yes. of Trump right. in there, that is the only thing that's going to get any conversation. Correct. And that is going to be very disappointing. Any discussion of uh, George H.W.'s gentlemanliness or right, patriotism right, 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 right. or elevating the office right. or anything like that. Yep. I was really happy that 60 Minutes didn't go there. <sighs> anyway, so there'll be a lot of that. God dang. Wednesday especially. Is that the day of all the speechifying yep. and everything yep. like that? No, 60 Minutes didn't go there, but <laughs> Obama did. Bill Clinton, mm, Bill Clinton didn't really because he wasn't on very much. 
But uh, uh, George W. did. Yeah, but I also <laughs> thought I could imagine them have said them saying that no matter who was president. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah, it's, you could make that argument. Yeah, they talked about how he thought that strengthening the office and elevating the office <laughs> and 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 honoring the office was very important. Because that was his thing yeah. long before Trump came along. So. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing pretty good. Over the weekend, I had to buy a scientific calculator. I don't know if you remember the days of oh, yeah. being in high school oh, you had yeah. to take the exams. What I, are you doing? Um, my girlfriend, she has to take Got some a, difficult calculus you have to do? Well, she's taking a Sines and course. cosines and maybe, whatnot. Maybe oh. even a tangent. <laughs> yeah. She's taking a business course, and they won't let you bring in cell phones. Uh, for the final exam, so they said you can get a scientific calculator. I didn't even you know want. you could still buy those. Yeah, I didn't know either, and so I went and I got them. There it was $12. I remember as a kid, you know, when I was in high school, these things were like, they were a big deal. They oh, were like yeah, yeah. I bought a really good one. $80. Advanced you know? math in high school, I had to buy the really uh, the top-notch one, and yeah, they, they were fantastic. Yeah, they're reduced to $12 at Target now, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it just shows you how life passes you by. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it shows? Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, celebrated my birthday on Saturday in a way very apropos for me. Uh, spent some uh, breakfast time with uh, with my mom. Had a wonderful breakfast with her. Then spent about eight hours alone in my apartment playing video games unencumbered by anybody. It was wonderful. <laughs> and then I went out and had some fun out on the town and uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed the night. And then, uh, but I did make some birthday resolutions. I, I do like to take this moment to say I think people have wishing and resolutions inverted. I think you should wish for Happy New Year's. I think you should make resolutions on your birthday. Uh, I'm going to try to do more stand up. I kind of fell out of the habit hmm. of uh, doing open mic stuff. It's something that I really enjoy every time I do it. So uh, just kind of verbalizing it here to encourage me to do it even more. I'm going to try to do one, at least one open mic a week. I will not do that by the end of the year, but I'm going to try to do as many as I can. You know, a buddy of mine was asking me about that the other day. So one of my oldest friends was uh, was in town the other day, and he was hoping he'd run into you because he wanted to say, you are one funny blanker, <laughs> and you should try to do stand-up. Yeah, that's what he says. I'm going to go heckle you every week. Every <laughs> My signature move is going to be the, you suck, as you're walking up on stage. Uh, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I dipped my toe in the uh, Christmas shopping pool over the weekend. Mm. Oh, oh man. It's a jungle out oh, there. Oh, God. Jammed and jammed. Oh, went, yeah. Oh, went, God. Went to the brick and mortar to do a little shopping. Where is the Christmas spirit, my friends? <laughs> What is all this anger? <laughs> what about the kids crying and screaming? I, it was so bad. I went in. I walked around. I actually left the store. I just left. We were in Target on Saturday, oh. and it was it was hard to turn around. And the yeah. lines wow. and just, I mean, it was yeah. just crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. The, in the toy aisle. Oh, that sounds, that, I, I get a visceral reaction to that mental picture, like fear and loathing and disgust. Get me away. Get me away. <laughs> oh, you want to make somebody confess to secrets, make them stand in the toy aisle. <laughs> at Target right now for a while. Yeah. Oh, it is stressful. Or to quote the president at the G20 uh, while uh, walking off stage before he was supposed to get me out of here. Oh, really? <laughs> Yo, I didn't yeah. hear that. It's hot really bike. pretty funny. You got a hot mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And this other world leader who I think he's supposed to be posing with on stage for pictures or something is like, where'd you go? Where are you going? <laughs> no, we still need to do the second round where and, we haven't done the funny one yet. And Trump is uh, <laughs> Trump is caught on mic saying, get me out of here. 
We've said that a few times at events. Yes. That's hilarious. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, December 3rd, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Among uh, even your friends of the minority who know who you are and who admire you in the party, one of the things that is always comes up is that maybe George Bush is too nice a guy to be president. Maybe he's not tough enough. Yeah, uh, I've heard if you that. can't take out after a, what about the tough enough question? And, and well, start tough out, enough is don't I don't equate, take out after I don't these equate other guys. toughness with just attacking some individual. I don't attack. I, I equate toughness with moral fiber, with character, with principle, with demonstrated leadership in tough jobs where you emerge, not bullying somebody, but with the respect of the people you led. That's toughness. That's fiber. That's character. I've got it, and if I happen to be decent in the process, that should not be a liability. Well, I agree wholeheartedly, and that is uh, one of the themes we'll be talking about today. At least I'd like to talk to uh, everybody about is the nature of electoral, uh, electoral politics and how unbelievably savage and bizarre it becomes where you have not only a certified war hero, but probably the youngest American aviator shot down, fought his way through, raised all those children, athlete, then portrayed as a wimp (laughs) or is not tough. Are you kidding me? He was a fighter pilot in World War II. He flew, what, 68 missions? Are you tougher than that? Just shows you how insane politics gets. Yeah, Uh, We got a lot on that. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, coming up, America is saying goodbye to 41. Good news for the jittery markets today. U.S.-China trade war cooling off, and the nation's pediatricians weigh in on the best gifts for young kids. Oh, up. boy, I'll tell you what. Had some thoughts and conversations about that over the weekend. Dang, the high... Yeah. The, the, the materialism of Christmas and your kids, and now that all works out. Oof. Um, uh, how's mailbag work? Oh, it's fine. We have some uh, really good shower thoughts to kick off the week in a contemplative mode. Oh, there you go. None of this chasing uh, goods and services like you guys. I'm contemplating. There you go. Well, you're clearly better than all of us. Yes! Um, so, yeah, we ought to talk about that trade uh, war with China a little bit. Uh, Trump blinked or not. So... Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a tradition on the Armstrong and Getty Show of raising lots of money. And the way we've gone about that over the years, and one of the reasons I think we were able to raise so much money, is we, we just do one thing and we do it big. Mm-hmm. And this is Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Week. If you don't know what that is, we're going to explain it to you throughout the morning, throughout the week. But we're going to raise a lot of money for a really good cause this week. And we'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com not only to donate, but to learn more about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which is not the same one as the one that sounds similar to it. Okay, you got to get uh, you got to get the name right, but uh, more to come on that. And I think it's going to end up being a great week for it with, um, you know, the last World War Two 
that president passing and a lot of talk about the military and service and that sort of thing. Right, indeed. And it's been a horrifying run in Afghanistan. Oh, boy. For some of our service members. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag. Yeah, unfortunately, there's still people getting hurt and dying overseas. First of all, our freedom-loving quote of the day from George H.W. Bush said this at his inauguration in 1989. We know what works. Freedom works. We know what's right. Freedom is right. We know how to secure a more just and prosperous life for man on earth through free markets, free speech, free elections, and the exercise of free will, unhampered by the state. Now... He's getting a lot of praise on uh, all sides. As you know, number one, it's kind of polite. The man just passed. Number two, he's seen as a moderate, etc. But he's getting a lot of praise from people who probably don't agree with that beautiful statement. Not gonna do it. We have the clip from a Saturday Night Live paying tribute to Bush Sr. over the weekend. It was pretty good. Okay. And here's your uh, crime a day running counter to that uh, sentiment by the president. Since there are so many federal crimes, nobody even knows how to begin counting them. There, uh, there are seven U.S. Code, paragraph 8313, 9 CFR 93.301 F5, subsection 7, makes it a federal crime. Jack, you might even want to take notes on this one. It's a federal crime to temporarily import a horse who's older than 731 days into the United States. For entertainment purposes and to let it have sex with other horses while it's here. Mm. In short, no breeding of young, but not very young, temporary entertainment horses while in the United States. Because you let that sort of thing fly out of control, you you know what you end up with? I don't know. God, who got that law passed? Why? Right. That's the question. That's a federal law, my friend. So don't do that. Here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City and then carefully edited by me, Joe Getty, your shower thoughts host, handing you the soap <laughs> and the towel. <laughs> Jumping. This one's for you, Positive Sean, and those like you. <clears throat> Jumping is a staple action in a lot of video games. Yet in real life, you almost never jump, nope. let alone use it as a way to solve a problem. That is so true. <laughs> that is true. I, the few video games I played and or watched my son play, there's constant leaping. <laughs> Even if you don't have to jump, like normally if you're just playing a game and you have a choice of running, or you'll just, just jump. Because you play to press buttons. Might as well press the button that makes you jump while you're not right. doing anything else. <laughs> you're sword fighting a guy, you leap up in the air and oh, sword fight him. Yeah, the and, jumping right. strike. Yep. <clears throat> oh, it's very powerful. <laughs> Uh, speaking of your weekend, Sean, somewhere, someone is sitting on a couch that has the most spare change of any couch in the world, and they have no idea. <laughs> I wonder where the champion couch is, and I wonder how much change is in it. Does that still happen, or did millennials kill that off, too? Change <laughs> in couches. They don't we carry... Don't. We don't sit in couches. <laughs> we don't carry change. I had that conversation with my wife last night as she was a, she's she's adamant about everybody having a napkin on the table. And I was talking about how millennials have kill off, killed off napkins, and I actually agree with them. Just use paper towels. Oh boy, she's holding them. That's the napkin. not elegant. <laughs> we use cloth napkins with napkin rings. 
Every meal. With your initials embroidered on it. Right. Even if we're like reheating last night's spaghetti. (laughs) It's uh, monogrammed cloth napkins in napkin rings. I enjoy tucking (laughs) napkins into my shirt top when I'm out at fancy meals with my friends and they all hate me for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good move. You look like you're in a Western. Uh, This one. Okay. Let's get cerebral here. An argument becomes truly interesting only when both sides are right. Hmm. Mm. This one's heavy. It's great, but it's heavy, given the modern day. How heavy are we talking? Heavy. I don't know. It's pretty heavy. Is that what you want on a Monday morning? I don't know. Driving to work? No, you know what? It's too It's too heavy. Sorry. I'd like to hear it. I like that sort of thing. I'm just not sure. I that's... will hit you with it in the commercials. Okay. And then... If, if you think it's it's worthy of airing, we'll air it right before the news with Marshall. So then it's your fault. Well, I'm just, I need, no, no. Now, I'm looking for consensus. I'm looking for the advice and consent, checks and balances. Black holes are at the top of the universe's food chain. That's a good point. Absolutely. Here's another sci-fi note for you. Well, that was science. This is sci-fi. If lightsabers were actually invented... They'd primarily be used for industrial work. It's a cutting tool. Not for fights. Not for, like, super dramatic fights between heroic spacemen. (laughs) Mostly be used to, you know, precisely cut metal. I can see medical applications as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Boy, we're really really hitting at the... The positive Sean millennial lifestyle here. (laughs) 32 years since Chernobyl. And still no superheroes. (laughs) Yeah, radiation just gives you cancer, I'm afraid. Um, And finally, the Internet could have taken the knowledge of the world's population to the next level. But instead, it's ended up connecting large groups of idiots who reinforce their highly biased pseudo-knowledge. That does seem to be the case. I think they're both true. They're both true. It's sure nice having the accumulated uh, knowledge of mankind at your fingertips as needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, moving on to the correspondence proper for a moment or two. Hi, Joe. The protests yes? going on in France, which are the worst they've had in at least 50 years. Yes, they're insane. Are all driven by Internet connection. It's the sort of thing that could not have happened pre-Internet. Hmm. These these different groups that are coming together. And I mean, they are as different ideologically as you can get, but they got the same goal of smashing stuff. So the riots that were worse 50 years ago, those were on Facebook messaging groups? or <laughs> well, th- well, we'll talk about that more later okay. on how they came together. Interesting. Yeah, I'm familiar with the issues, less so that uh, aspect of it. Uh, Let's see. Here's a nice note. Hi, Joe. Just wanted to let you know you have permission to use my name on the air. Thanks, Darren. (laughs) Okay. And that will be the final nail in the why do people want to be anonymous when they have a common name and saying something innocuous question I've had. That's Darren, a faggoty Washingtonian, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Fabulous. And finally, this uh, from Al the Painter in beautiful Spanish Fork, Utah. Al, send us a, uh, a pic of your work. I'm curious. You're an interesting guy. I'd love to see your uh, over. Uh, odds are most of your listeners agree that socialized medicine is probably not the best route for our country to take. Here's a brief story for those who don't agree. My parents live in Canada. My dad was visiting Utah a couple months ago, had a heart attack. My son and I were golfing, at, uh, golfing with him at the time. Turned out okay, though. But now he's back home in Canada. Over the weekend, we and the doctors believe he had another heart attack. He was in excruciating pain and was taken to the hospital by my mother. 
They admitted him for a couple hours, said there's definitely a problem with your heart, then released him. They told him a specialist would be in touch in the next few weeks. He's had almost nonstop chest pain for two months now, and this is the care he's getting. Still waiting. This is not a unique case. I've known other friends that have similar experiences in Canada. I love Canada, but socialized medicine is not the way to go. You know, I can't independently verify that story, but I hope your dad is all right. Um, He's probably not having a two-month-long heart attack, uh, but I'm sure he's rather desperate to see a physician. You got flying back to the States and have him just say, I got chest pain. Walk into emergency room. uh, An emergency room. Yeah, no kidding. So, Marshall's News coming up. We're going to talk about the passing of our 41st president and um, also talk about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. This is a week we're going to raise a lot of money. We'll remind you of what that great, great organization does, and you'll want to give. If nothing else, it helps you feel better about all the money you spent on yourself over the weekend, Mm. if you did, and you probably did. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. famous books ever written about campaigns is a book called What It Takes, written about the 1988 presidential election, and it's one of my favorite books of all time. I highly recommend it to anyone. But anyway, in it, it has a, are a many biographies of all the candidates at right. the time, and the one that won that presidential election, George H.W. Bush. And I read several hundred pages about him in that book a couple of years back, and was just amazed at his life. Mm. It's really quite extraordinary. It is astounding. Beginning to end, all the different things that he did, including raising six kids and having one die at a really young age, which right. is, a, you know, it's its own thing to go through as a human experience. Uh, but just just as many different kinds of the human experience that can happen, happen with him. No doubt about it. Uh, let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, America saying goodbye to the former president, George H.W. Bush, this week. The U.S. Capitol Rotunda is going to be open to the public beginning tonight as the 41st president lies in state. The memorial service is going to be at the Washington National Cathedral. That's set for Wednesday morning. That will be followed by a funeral Thursday in Houston. Bush died Friday. He was 94 years old. And last night on 60, uh, 60 Minutes... His son, former President George W. Bush, said of his dad, The mission was not George H.W. Bush. The mission was, how do we serve the United States? How do we help the United States? How do we make the United States better? Bush often spoke of hope and purpose. This at the 1988 Republican National Convention. I will keep America moving forward, always forward, for a better America, for an endless, enduring dream and a thousand points of light. This is my mission, and I will complete it. In Houston, he'll be laid to rest along with his wife, Barbara Bush, who died this past April, and their daughter, Robin, who died of leukemia at the age of three in 1953. His uh, closest friend, um, Mr. Baker, and his son, last night and others have been saying it's the best one-term president we've ever had i'd never thought about that as a distinction but that's a kind of the story of the week from the the people who really liked him but i'll tell you what i appreciate 60 minutes pointing out because everybody always leads this out of him being a one-term president we had the most successful third party run in a hundred years 
Ross Perot got nearly one out of five votes. That's why George H.W. Bush didn't win. Bill Clinton was elected with 42% of the vote. Yeah, you got to remember that. Right. I mean, that's that's part of the dynamic. Oh, it was an enormous factor. Oh, yeah. President Trump said in a tweet late Sunday night. Well, and night, I'm sorry to jump in here, but uh, yes. am I correct that George H.W. got 38%? Yeah, 37, 38. Yeah. yeah. President Trump saying in a tweet late last night that China's agreed to cut tariffs on imported U.S. cars. Trump is saying China will reduce and remove the tariffs, which are currently at 40%. Up from 25% before the trade war with the U.S. began. Now, Trump didn't say what the new tariff level would be or if they'd be removed altogether, and he didn't uh, say when the change might take place. Presidential tweet coming after he and the Chinese president agreed at the G20 summit on Saturday to put off any further tariffs for 90 days to allow time for more talks to go on between the two countries. Now, all of this should have a positive effect on the market, so let's go over to Positive Sean and uh, get his early morning one-word market review. The markets are buoyant. <laughs> what? Am I saying that right? <laughs> Good word. Yeah, close enough. Uh, uh, 400 so far. On you the know, I'm surprised to hear that, Sean. You must be wrong, as uh, it's so exhausting to listen to the media for a living. I'm so glad I can bear that cross so you, my friends, don't have to. I was listening to the report on the big uh, China meeting, and the line, the company line from the left media was that, well, nothing's really been accomplished here. It's an announcement without substance, blah, blah, blah. And I'm willing to concede all the problems with China trade have not been fixed. On the other hand, got a major concession on the cars. We've got a 90-day uh, agreement to talk seriously right. about the more serious issues. you got to get somebody to the table and admit there's a problem before you get big-time progress. This is, to a large extent, Nixon going to China trade-wise. And again, what comes out of it is, is yet to be determined. But to, to dismiss it as a big nothing is just stupid. And I think We've had the- decades of being punched in the face by China. And I think China. one of the bigger tells that things yeah. are at least tilting towards uh, benefiting America in this is the fact that Chinese media is acting like the, the event never even occurred. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because that's a thing with China. You come to big agreements, then their official party press says of the three big agreements you came to, uh, we came to one agreement. And then you're back at home thinking, what? Wait a minute, what? And they got you on your heels again. That's a that's a old Chinese ploy. Well, and it often works. Holiday toy shopping just got a lot easier, my friends. Pediatricians, the nation's pediatricians, say the best toys for young kids are simple, old-fashioned toys like blocks like and stick? puzzles. A rock. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> blocks Boy, and puzzles. Standing in the toy aisle over the weekend, and I do want to talk about this more later. Yep. But everything, in keeping with the why are all our young people crazy and uh, and all the different problems that they have, Everything's so loud. Everything's so loud. So much louder. First of all, when I was a kid, toys didn't make noise at all. Right. <laughs> then they started making noise, but kind of quietly. Now everything is deafeningly loud. Well, and add in some flashing lights to that, With Jack, flashing lights. Yeah. Something really enjoyable we, for a young brain. We put tape over the speaker of all the toys, and even then it's plenty loud. Wow. Because they're just... I don't know why they make... Well, because it's a, they get a reaction out of the kid's brain. Ah, this is exciting because it's so freaking loud. Right. And I wonder... And I'm not sure. I'd have to noodle this through a little bit. I think back in the day, dad, mom would say, no, that's not going to be in my house. But 
lot more parents these days kind of take orders from their kids. And, you know, if the kid likes it, well, Junior likes it. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, and, we, and we've adapted to more noise and lights. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Los Angeles Chargers take out the Steelers 33-30 to in a thriller capped by this final field goal. And this one is up and through. It is good. The Chargers win. Michael Badgley from 29 yards, even though the Steelers were offsides again. <laughs> he drilled. Dumb dumbs. He drilled his third attempt at the game winner, and the Chargers gleefully declined another Pittsburgh penalty. You know, Marshall, when I was in South Africa, that didn't make me a South African. I, I would like you to refer to them as the San Diego Chargers, still. <laughs> the brief sojourn to Los Angeles, all right? All right. They're, that doesn't make them. Uh, all right. All right. L.A. Rams beat the uh, Lions 30-16. to That uh, let them clinch the NFC West title for a second straight season. The, the Rams Raiders, are mighty, no doubt. The Raiders and the 49ers, they both lost. Well, the, the Raiders hung in with the mighty, mighty Chiefs. Yeah. Shockingly. The second best team in the NFL, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, one of their star players, caught on a video yep. beating up his girlfriend, so he's off the team. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's its own story yep. about that continuing problem with the National Football League. And how... Having a video makes all the difference. This it, it does. The event occurred preseason. The NFL took no efforts to try to find right. the video. Once again, TMZ. Oh, hey, look what we found. A video. If there's no video, you get away with it. If well, there's yeah, because it doing... was known. It was discussed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he said, yeah, we had an altercation. But, the, but then, you know, the video surfaced. And, oh, oh, violence. Oh, that's what violence you meant. against right. a woman. I didn't understand. Oh, and then right. you kicked her when she was down. <laughs> and for oh, wow. a, a comparison that does not look good to the NFL, when you look at how much resources and manpower and investigative hours they put into the deflate gate scandal, wow. and anything oh. that occurs where a, a woman gets assaulted, all of a sudden it's just, oh, no, they, he said it wasn't a thing. It's it's yeah. That's it's, pretty good. Yep. It's not that's a good look. Pretty good point, Sean. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's the uh, the bird of freedom right there. It's a bald that's, eagle. That's squawky. Uh, it is Warrior Foundation Freedom Station Week. We're going to raise money. We're going to tell you what that is if you don't remember from last year, or remind you the great work that they do, and you're going to want to give. Yep. If you actually believe in supporting our military men, women, and families, not just saying thanks for your service. Uh, Here's a great opportunity for you to support an unbelievable organization. If you believe in the whole thousand points of light thing. Sure. This is a way to get involved. We've got a lot more on that coming up. Also, the passing of the uh, president. What what all that means. At some point, we've got to talk about how Trump's going to fit into it this week. Because he's going to be in a room with a bunch of people that... uh, he said some pretty harsh things about. It. I mean, I know that always happens in politics. Mm-hmm. This is a slightly different level. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. What people don't appreciate fully, uh, even within his own party, is the degree to which he had to land the plane when the Berlin Wall comes down.
Interesting comment from Barack Obama on 60 Minutes last night as they had three former presidents on talking about George Bush, George Bush Sr. and what they knew of him and of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much credit you get for the peaceful dissolution of the Soviet Union as a George Bush Sr. That's for historians to argue about for years to come, I guess. But I he was the president you, at the time. I think you get a lot. I really do. I mean, you had an empire end. And when empires end, every single time, there are huge, horrific amounts of violence. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm and, yeah, I, I get that. Well, and the leader of the world's only superpower at the time made it clear to everybody, but everybody, we're going to talk, we're not going to shoot each other. And, you know, and, and he's, uh, what was going to happen in Germany was just an enormous problem. You got this, you know, dialed back, ugly, dictatorial communist regime. And people who are used to living under such a regime. Meanwhile, you got free Germany over there. And how do you meld those two together? Um, you know, certainly the Europeans get plenty of credit if that's what you're hinting at. But, yeah, that was a that was a diplomatic masterpiece. Well, it's an anomaly of history, so it's it's very complicated. But um, uh, it was nice to see Obama and Obviously, his son is going to have nice things to say. You'd hope. About his dad. You would hope. Although what he said, I thought, was beyond nice. It was, it was really good. And yeah. Bill Clinton, um, <laughs> who uh, Clinton and Bush Sr. became friends, which is kind of an interesting story. Bill Clinton wrote an uh, opinion piece in the Washington Post over weekend over the weekend about how they became friends. and He didn't tell the bed story on 60 Minutes last night, did he? I don't think so, no. I guess I read that. It must have been an excerpt that they cut out from 60 Minutes. On how they broke the ice when they first got together, they were flying to wherever they were flying to do good work. It was tsunami relief, yes, wasn't it? Tsunami yeah, relief. Indonesia. Anyway, they were on the plane. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, where you end up with two former presidents on a plane that's got one bed. Oh. But they're flying overnight, and they still had like not um, had any like normal conversation between the two of them, mm. and still stilted and formal. That's yeah, right. and and and. Uh, they had, as all presidential elections are, you know, they said and did really nasty things. Right. Um, it's it's amazing to me that you ever come back from that. I guess I guess you have to be in the in the political game to um, to understand that's just part of the game. Because right. to me, that'd be I hate you forever well, territory. But they they were on the plane. They got one bed, and uh, and one of them says, "So how should we handle the whole bed situation?" and uh, and Bush Sr., who was much older than Bill Clinton, um, said, well, how about uh, you sleep on the first night, I'll sleep on the second night. And Bill Clinton said, no, you're sleeping on the bed. I can sleep I can sleep in this reclined chair. And then, then from that point on, they just, just broke the ice somehow. Yeah. And they became friends and were able it's to nice just talk like regular people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, politics is nasty. Then <clears throat> Bill got into office and really got nasty, as it turns out. But, uh, you know, history will judge him. <laughs> yeah, so that have was... You been, have you been paying attention to the Bill and Hill tour? Well, <clears throat> I have been paying attention to the A&E uh, six-part miniseries, The Clinton Affair, which mm. is really good, and I need to talk more about. And learning a lot more about how the special counsel unfold then as now and all that sort of stuff. And the similarities are absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, yeah, they're, they're on a tour right now together and she's, she's planning to run again, which is kind of interesting. I know, I noticed, so you had Obama and Bush both talking about the dignity of the office and how HW was really into that and that sort of stuff. They kind of left Bill out of that because. <laughs> 
George Bush, yes. if this were a few years ago, him saying that would he would have been he would have meant Bill Clinton. That's part of what he ran on was I'm going to restore dignity to this office. Right. The whole idea of taking interns into the side room of the Oval Office and having sex, or people walking in in uh, you know uh, in t-shirts and shorts, is not cool. Lying under oath, etc. Right. <laughs> well, in that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was part of it. So uh, yeah, so Bill Clinton wasn't really going to weigh in on that part. No, I guess. no, Bill. Why don't we have you talk about the charity work you did together and. Uh, <laughs> We'll have a W talk about the dignity of the office. On the A&E special, they actually they have Monica talking about what rooms they went into, and then they, oh, have, boy. they have maps of the White House. Oh, here's good. the Oval Office, here's the kitchen, here's the bathroom, here's the study, here's the closet. Here He did this to me here, and we, I did oh, this to him there. I, <laughs> I can't picture it fine. Do and I it, need a map? And it's interesting, and this is just, you know, human beings are different. But So Bill Clinton did that. Impossible to imagine George Bush Sr. doing anything <gasps> like that, or no. Jr. for that matter, or, no. or Barack Obama. Right. It's impossible to imagine any of those three even coming within a hundred miles of that mm. with some twenty-two-year-old intern. And that's not Whatever. like old-timey spin, ignoring the sins. It's impossible to think of uh, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the dignified Texan, doing. Nah, of course, he was all about that. Uh, but no, those guys were actually what they seem to be. I believe W and Obama, right? Yeah. In and terms of uh, their their marital. Uh, Relations. We have to play, and this really doesn't even relate to anything. George W. Bush's story about Putin and his dad on the oh. boat was friggin' hilarious in classic W style. We'll have to play that later. I don't know if it means anything, but it was just it was a great W story. That's just a good W story, and, and further makes just absurd the whole. Uh, he's a wimp. He's kind of a you know a limp-wristed patrician. Uh, but that's politics. That is that it's is like interesting. Boxers, you punch each other in the face and then you hug. That is interesting that that worked. That he had to respond to that charge when he was running for re-election in '92 right. as being weak, physically he was weak, which is physically and just just in terms of character, a wimp. I remember when he would go on vacations and the media would report that he participated in eight different sports that day. Because he was like that. He'd get up early and he would fish. Then he would golf. Then there would be tennis. There'd be some bowling. I mean, he just, he did all day long, all these different sports. Is croquet a sport? <laughs> I enjoy a nice game of croquet. Then a little bullfighting. This week is the week you get a chance to do something for the country. Honestly, by helping out the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, we're going to talk to... Um, the president of that great organization, Sandy, coming up in a little bit. We'll remind you what it is. We're going to raise $300,000 this week, we hope. That's a chunk of money. That's a big chunk of money. That's a very aggressive goal, but we're going to do it with your help. You can go to the website now if you remember what it is, armstrongandgetty.com. But all that information coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, it's Harley from Window Nation. In these times of uncertainty, we have revolutionized the shopping process by now offering virtual video online quotes. Now get exact pricing on windows valid for 60 days in less time than it takes to watch the news. In an effort to make your project more affordable, Window Nation will also defer all payments on windows for two full years. You don't even have to put any money down. Plus, we have discounted all windows up to 50% off. So call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com today to learn more.